are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening? And welcome to the Locked On Pistons podcast, your episode for Friday, September the 27th. And media day coming Monday, training camp opens on Tuesday of next week. This is your boy, Matt Shook. Basketball season is almost here. I am a sports writer here in Detroit City covering the NBA. For the Detroit News and Associated Press, Pistons fan and follower my whole life, and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Thanks for the listen. Thanks for spreading the word about the Locked on Pistons podcast. Today, we are going to talk about another veteran coming to Detroit for a workout. We're also going to share part two of our interview with new Grand Rapids Drive Head coach Donnie Tyndall, I think you'll enjoy this part of it. He uh, is a little bit more candid than I kind of expected uh, when talking about his past situations with the NCAA and the show cause penalty he received when he was the coach of Tennessee for uh, allegations that transpired during the Southern Miss time uh, successful run he had down in Southern Miss. But I also going to share at the end of the show the biggest thing we want to see from Dwayne Casey this year. Give me a follow on Twitter, by the way, at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore after that. And also the Locked on Pistons Twitter account. And check us out on Facebook at Locked on Pistons dash Matt Shook. Now, throughout the state of Michigan, a big uh, football weekend coming up. The Lions and the Chiefs and then uh, Michigan and Michigan State with home games that you would expect them to win. Indiana heading to East Lansing. And, of course, Rutgers in Ann Arbor as the Wolverines try to right the ship a little bit. And the reason I bring up football is because I think the Pistons are kind of stealing a page from the NFL a little bit these past few weeks. And this isn't criticism. Uh, This is, to to me, not at all a big deal. When guys come in for workouts like the Pistons are doing lately, you update the Rolodex. And obviously with Joe Johnson, they updated it in a major way, bringing him in on a non-guaranteed contract. But like I said, Pistons kind of taking a page out of the NFL book. You see like every Tuesday the reports that the agents are leaking that certain players are being worked out by teams, and we always see that every week. But uh, maybe the Pistons are being a little innovative here, a little ahead of the curve. So we'll see how this all kind of transpires as it goes on. But this week, another veteran scorer comes and visits the Detroit Pistons. Jordan Crawford of Detroit, he comes home for a workout the uh, former communication and media arts high school player. Uh, I scrimmaged against that team when I was in high school. Not Jordan Crawford, but that's a, a fun fact there. But uh, Joe, Jordan Crawford is a six foot four, another smallish wing score coming in. So you see, you know, the, the Pistons bringing in the Joe Johnson types, the Jordan Crawford types. You can kind of see Ed Stefanski and Dwayne Casey's uh, brains moving a little bit there, and what they probably think the weakness of the roster is guys that can go get a bucket obviously Derek Rose fits a little bit of that bill but from the wing you can kind of see that okay Tony Snell in theory is a little bit of a three and D guy we feel like we have uh, Bruce Brown as an emerging possible lockdown type defender guy who we know is going to be at least for the foreseeable future a little bit above a minus on the offensive end and that uh, you know Kyrie Thomas has some two-way abilities potential but Probably not much expectations for him being an impact player uh, of any sort for the rotation this year. Sfima Kailuk is another guy with big question marks but a little bit of potential. But where is that guy that you can rely on in the fourth quarter, that guy when the shot clock's breaking down, that guy in the second quarter when the bench unit comes in 
And uh, so many times last year, they would throw five guys out on the court, and it's like, man, where is the basket going to come from with these guys other than, you know, Ish Smith at, the, Smith at the end of a shot clock throwing up a shot that you really don't like. So looks like they're kind of addressing that fact and, and also addressing the continued depth of the organization, which we believe on this show anyway, and I think uh, rightfully so, is something that's been improving throughout the uh, Pistons organization these last couple years. But Crawford in particular... Remember that he was part of a big moment at Xavier in the NCAA tournament several years back. He scored 30-plus in an amazing Sweet 16 game where they almost upset Kansas. I believe that they went to overtime, if I'm not mistaken. I think that was a Kansas team that went to the finals that year and lost to a good Kentucky team, although I might be getting my years mixed up there. Uh, look forward to aging. When, when you get to my age, you, you forget things like that. Of all the basketball we've seen, over our lifetimes, but uh, Jordan Crawford, just like Joe Johnson, another guy who did not play in the NBA last season. I saw one report that he was in China for a little while and also in Israel for a few games too, and he also played in the basketball tournament, TBT, this past summer with Bayheim's Army. I think he got connected with those guys. In fact, a report uh, I saw from the Syracuse media reported that uh, Eric Devendorf, who was uh, he's the assistant coach at UAD, well, played pickup with Jordan Crawford in the Detroit area and kind of hooked him up with that Syracuse team, Bayheim's Army in the basketball tournament there. So, um, and by the way, I looked at the uh, UAD roster. If you listen to the show, you know my kind of affinity and uh, connection to University of Detroit men's basketball. Uh, wishing Mike Davis luck as that team continues, but uh, just four guys from Michigan on the University of Detroit team. Obviously, he's working his Texas connections for some of the transfers and immediate fixes of that program, but you hope as time goes on that he kind of re-ingratiates that program with uh, the PSL in Detroit and also Michigan high schools because I feel like that's kind of where that program can thrive as if it's a bunch of Detroit kids and, and Michigan kids uh, defending Detroit and defending Michigan in Callahan Hall. Kind of a non-sequitur there. But Jordan Crawford, still only 30 years old, so he's not like a Joe Johnson uh, close to 40 type. Uh, going back in his uh, you know career in the NBA, he won an Eastern Conference Player of the Week once in 2013. So let's just summon that every week going forward. He scored 39 points in a game as a rookie. Also had a triple-double early in his career. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's been in and out of lineups and in and out of rotations throughout his NBA career. I think about a five-year run, five different teams. Uh, big score. And, uh, like I said, glad to see that the Pistons are taking care of the Detroit guys, bringing them in, giving them chances, and we'll see. Maybe he comes in. Um I don't know, a possible training camp invite, obviously, at some point, if that was the the uh, the solution and the, the decision they make, then you have to trim somewhere else. So it seems unlikely from the outside, but uh, we were kind of saying some of the same things about Joe Johnson. So we'll see how things come up. And obviously, throughout the course of an NBA season, you get injuries um, at the G League level and also at the NBA level, and those kind of forces you to mix up the grand depth chart of the team. And maybe Jordan Crawford is, is kind of a – uh, looked at it as something like that. So we'll see as Jordan Crawford comes in for the workout with the Detroit Pistons. But we've got Breaking Tea as a t-shirt company that you should be checking out. We're going to tell you more about that in the subsequent uh, episodes of Locked on Pistons as the season gets going here. But check them out online for now, breakingtea.com slash locked on. And if you got an idea for a Pistons or Locked on Pistons type of the slogan t-shirt or a memory of Pistons days that might be kind of an inside bit for Pistons fans. Let me know about that. Maybe we can get that shirt made through the breaking tea folks 
Reach out to me if you have any ideas there. But have you had a long day at work? Are you still stuck at the office? Go ahead and treat yourself to the meal that you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D. Again, DoorDash, promo code LOCKEDON, $5 off your first order of $15 or more. And up next, I've got part two of my interview with Grand Rapids Drive coach Donnie Tyndall. Really interesting stuff here coming. Appreciate you guys spreading the word about that here on the Locked on Pistons podcast. Yes, sir! And Donnie Tyndall joining us here on the uh, Locked on Pistons podcast. I want to ask you about a couple questions, a couple players here. But while we got you on the horn here, Donnie, uh, Todd Withers is a guy who kind of caught some eyes at Summer League for the Pistons there. And I know you were an assistant with the drive last year with him there what's uh, what do you see for for his possibility of becoming a guy who can uh, get into the nba and be a contributor at the nba level well you know i i think that's a tough call we coached todd last year and and i think when i say tough call you know whether todd ever gets to the nba level or not he's a little bit of a tweener size wise in that he's kind of a stretch four man at six seven i'm not saying that's not uh, a size that can make it but you have to be a little bit unique I think the biggest thing for Todd is con- continuing to grow his body and develop physically. You know, he had a good early summer this summer, uh, and I think as the summer is kind of wore on, because we were two weeks in Las Vegas for summer league. We were out in L.A. five weeks working out. Now we've had three weeks of mini camp, and then real camp starts October 1st. And I think the last couple of weeks, and Todd and I are pretty close, you know, he said, look, man, my body is tired. I think he's just worn out a little bit. So, uh, if he doesn't make the Pistons, which I, I think is probably going to be the case this year, and he understands that, then uh, he's got to come back, take a week or so off, and just get off his legs and, and get ready for you know what you know in the G League is a long grinding season. But, but Todd's an incredible kid. He's a hard worker. He's very, very coachable. Uh, he started off the year last year slow. I think he uh, got used to the pace and speed of the NBA game. And I uh, just continued to get better and better each and every night. And uh, by the end of the year, was arguably one of the best defenders in the league and uh, a guy that was averaging double figures uh, scoring. So uh, he's going he's gonna to have another great year for us. And if he continues to develop his body and improve his ball handling, who knows, maybe in a year or two he gets an opportunity. And, Donnie, the other player I want to ask you about is someone you would have coached against in the G League these last few years and a player brought in a non-guaranteed deal to the uh, Pistons training camp. Someone's going to be fighting for a roster spot. One of the you know bigger stories of the Pistons training camp, given that most of the roster spots are locked in for the Pistons, is Christian Wood, who was with the Wisconsin Herd last year, put up huge numbers, and played some in the NBA for teams as well. What impresses you about Christian Wood, uh, or I guess, having coached against him? Well, you know, I, I would rather probably let the Pistons people comment and talk about him. You know, I, I can talk about playing against him, last year and tell you that he's a guy that is long he's athletic he, he in, in g league games he was a dominating force uh, because he's a guy that against us would go out and make threes he can put it on the deck and finish at the rim he's a pretty good shot blocker but he for his size you know six eleven seven foot he has an incredible skill set so I'm not sure exactly where all that fits in for him and the pistons again I kind of have to defer to their staff and, and their their organization on that. But but in regard to how he did last year when we played against them, I thought he was very talented and a guy 
because of his size, matched with the skill set at that size, uh, was going to maybe give himself an opportunity. I think, you know, he's, he's done that, being in the Pistons camp with a legit opportunity to make the team. So, um, you know, I, it, the sky's the limit for the kid, uh, in my opinion. And Donnie, lastly, I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, you've been in the job officially for a little while now with the coach of the Grand Rapids Drive back home uh, where you grew up and everything like that. Have you had a chance to kind of reflect on on the winding road and, and what brought you here and, and what it means to, to have this job? And have you had a kind of a chance to to appreciate what's all gone into getting you here and, and, and things that have brought you into the back end of the Pistons organization? Yeah, you know, I, I think yeah, with what I've been through, you know, I, I'll tell you, four years removed from college basketball, I was I was living my dream. You know, my dream was to win a national championship, and I finally got to a place where we were going to be able to do that. I'll, I'll always believe and and never waver that we would have won a national championship or two at Tennessee. It's that good of a job. You have the resources you need. It's an incredible arena you play in the fan base is amazing so everything was there to finally do it and to have it ripped away unfairly uh was one thing but then when you get the show cause where you can't go anywhere else and do what you love to do uh it's just so unfair and, and it's it's tragic and i'll be honest the first couple of years uh some very very dark days but uh you know i think it's one of those deals where you basically try to live what you preach to your teams for years that Look, life's not fair. It's not always easy. And at the end of the day, if you don't keep scrapping and fighting, uh, nobody's going to feel sorry for you. And you're never going to get up off, off your tail and get on your feet and, and make things happen. And I think probably after two years, I said to myself, you know, it's time. And uh, I did the best I could to just put it behind me and fo- focus on what I hope is my future to someday be on an NBA bench. And who knows? Uh, what happens from there but uh, it's been tough it it has but at the end of the day I also found out uh, both good and bad who was with me and who wasn't with me uh, who my true friends are and who my true friends weren't and uh, you know really relied heavily on my faith and my family and and all that combined has got me through it and you know here I am four years out and already a head G League coach and uh you know, again, my dreams and goals are, are pretty high. Who knows if I'll reach them, but I don't think people ever thought I was going to be the youngest head coach in the SEC either. So um, we'll we'll see, but I, I shoot for the stars. That's just who I am and, and what my personality is. And uh, to answer your question about do I reflect on it, uh, I thank God every day for the opportunity. I, I'm so appreciative, again, to Coach Casey uh, for what he's done for me. And I, I think this time around, even if I end up being a head coach in the NBA somewhere, I will appreciate it and I will enjoy it more. You know, I was uh, always so driven and so consumed to be uh, successful in college that I never enjoyed the journey, you know, and I was at my alma mater for six years and had incredible success. And and I don't know if I ever enjoy a day of it, you know, don't get me wrong, you enjoy a big win, but I never really sat down and absorbed it and enjoyed the process and, how much fun we were having or should have been having. So uh, if we can continue to grow and climb that ladder like I hope to, I will enjoy and embrace the, the journey and the fun and the and the good days much more than I did the first time around, that's for sure. Well, Donnie Tyndall, the new coach of the Grand Rapids Drive, I would encourage uh, Pistons fans and Michigan sports fans to head over to Grand Rapids this season and check the team out. Not only is it 
quality hoops, but obviously an important part of the Pistons program. You know, you'll notice some players doing some rehab and, and getting over some, for some games and some two-way players and Exhibit 10 players, just uh, an important part of the Pistons organization going forward. And uh, Donnie, thanks for taking the time to join us today. You got it, Matt. Appreciate you having me on, and uh, hopefully I'll meet you at some point in time. You get over to a game yourself. We'd love to have you. All right, and as we know, Media Day coming up on Monday, and I wanted to extend the olive branch to you guys if you wanted to send along a question to me on social media, email, or the uh, Google voicemail line. don't know if we'll be able to play that before uh, Media Day on Monday. Maybe we will. But uh, please, actually, please do over the weekend, and we can put that on Monday's episode. But uh, join the fun and call us at 810-666-1546. Leave us a voicemail with your name and location. And what you would ask, a, a member of the Pistons or a member of the coaching staff, member of the executive team, whoever you'd like, 810-666-1546, what's the question that you would ask? But here's one that I've got and kind of uh, maybe the biggest takeaway that we've taken that we've taken from the last few weeks, especially with the signing of Joe Johnson, compounding with the addition of Derrick Rose, working out some all other older folks like uh, Jordan Crawford who's been around the league for a few years and been around basketball for many more than that. We know the injury history of Blake Griffin. We know that Andre Drummond has no injury history, but you know, entering the uh, prime of his career. So you maybe start thinking about the body maintenance and the load management a little bit more with guys like that, who uh, you might have a long-term relationship with in the future. But like this team, there's an injury concern that guys are old teams getting old in some regards with uh, parts of the roster and I think there needs to be more of an emphasis on that this season with Dwayne Casey. That's what I would uh, pose to Dwayne Casey is that what has the coaching staff done this offseason to kind of consider load management and, and how might they differently approach some of those things, if at all. Maybe, you know, Dwayne Casey sticks with the whole uh, go out and win every game and treat every regular season game like it's your last, like they kind of did as a staff last season. Now, Dwayne Casey, rightfully so, as his uh, time in the NBA has been praised, for his adaptability, the team plays the modern game. He's emphasizing the right things in terms of shots at the rim, free throws, and three-pointers. Um, but rest, rest and load management is another one of those things that the quote-unquote modern NBA ascribes to, and it's not something that Dwayne Casey, especially last season, really bought into. So, um, And I think that's part of the program. I think that's part of his... Uh, uh, kind of his charges as the new Pistons coach last year. In year one, I think there was more undue emphasis on the team and the franchise making the playoffs. And I think that completely makes sense. You're setting the tone. You want the fan base to buy in a little bit. But this year, I think it's not so much about that. And I know that obviously you want to take that next step in the progression. And in a perfect world, this team uh, gets back in the playoffs and gets into more of a, an advantageous position, not just seeding-wise, record-wise, matchups-wise in the first round, but health-wise in the first round as well. And I think that if you're thinking about that, if you're thinking about not only do we want to just get into the playoffs, we want to be in a better position heading into the playoffs. So uh, I think that there's a risk that you take when thinking about those kind of things in that maybe this team doesn't make the playoffs if you're thinking more about uh, the the big picture, uh, because if something's out of their control and it wouldn't it wouldn't be such a big deal if this team didn't make the playoffs in my mind if they are handling and managing the season in the correct way and obviously them not making the playoffs because of that uh, speaks to larger issues and that the franchise would need to kind of maybe change course or or think about where they're at or take a more honest view 
of where this franchise is at, if that's the case. But as far as the coaching staff and load, load management, if, if they miss the playoffs by one or two games because they're thinking more about load management, uh, I wouldn't kill them for that just because – I think that it's more important that as this team goes forward that they're thinking about ways of advancing in the playoffs, winning games in the playoffs, and having Blake Griffin at, at, at 100% health is, uh, is, is part of that plan, part of that trajectory. So I think that's something that this uh, coaching staff needs to think about. I think it's uh, Dwayne Casey's probably biggest improvement and change that he needs to make going into year two, and I'd be interested to see what he has to say about that in, uh, in media day and in the preseason as these things kind of get thought about here. But, um, you know, it, it, it's more important, like I said, to be right going into the playoffs as opposed to just getting in the playoffs being the biggest goal of this season. So that's kind of my thoughts and my questions for Dwayne Casey. Like I said, share yours with me at 810-666-1546 if you have some thoughts that you want to ask a player about at Media Day coming up on Monday. But if your company wants to reach a mu- an upscale male audience, then your company's ad should be running right here on this podcast. To get your company connected with this audience, email me at matt underscore shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, at yahoo.com, or email locked at lockedonpodcasts.com to get more details about increasing your business. That'll do it for the week. That'll do it for another episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. Appreciate you guys listening and spreading the word. And we'll talk to you guys on Monday here on the Lockdown Business Podcast is your host, Matt Shook, saying have a good weekend, everyone. Talk to you guys soon.